increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. Are you looking to invest in short-term rentals in North Carolina or South Carolina? There's a lot of great markets there, but even more important the markets are that you find the right agent. And that's where my man, Tyler Kuhn comes into place. I personally used him for three purchases totaling over $3.5 million. And I would not look to anybody else. Just jump down into the show notes right here below the podcast, click on the link and book a free discovery call with Tyler to explore the opportunities in both North Carolina and South Carolina today. Hey everybody, Kenny's talking about me walking instead of running this morning on my jog. Day number five on my fitness journey and he's making fun of me. Actually, he's not. He's supporting me, which I love. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, I want to talk about today. And this is once again, very impromptu. And this is what I love about podcasting. I want to talk about the most important data points when we're investing into a property. Because just the 30 second conversation you and I had as I was updating the title, once again, not planned for the subject matter, is really important. And I think I, I hear people talking about the wrong things. Let me rephrase that. I shouldn't say wrong. I think they look at data, a couple of acronyms that are they think are the most important. And I, I personally don't believe, I think you and I are unified on the most important component. And I, I'll just start off. I think a lot of people are looking at occupancy rate and they're looking at ADR. And I think that those two things. No. Sorry, Bill. Just no. we have people who don't know what ADR means. You might not have fights yet. Yes. It's attention deficit retention. There you go. <laughs> I, I have that for sure. <laughs> it's not. It's actually average daily rate uh, for ADR. Your occupancy is the, you know, the number of nights in a month or a year that people are staying in your property. And there's, there's something that Kenny mentioned, which is a very important, you know, acronym, I shouldn't call it an acronym, but it's called REVPAR in our industry and also in the hotelier industry. And that's kind of the gold standard for hotels, right? But I want to kind of jump back to occupancy and ADR. And I think that occupancy has been driven into, into our, the, the fiber of our industry by the Smoky Mountains, because it's been like an 85 to 90% occupancy market. Even pre-COVID, even at like 18 and 19, it's a very high occupancy market um, for in general as a market, right? Whereas I'm quite a bit different. I shoot for like 60% occupancy at the majority of my vacation rentals so I can maximize my revenue, which increases my, really increases my ADR, right? So if I do $1,000 a night, you know, and, and I have a lower occupancy rate, you know, it's going to keep my ADR up there. So, and it's hard to, I mean, it's, I don't even know if, I think I might have one property that actually does a thousand, no, I have more, I'm probably at three properties that do over a thousand dollars a night, you know, on an ADR, but I don't look at really at ADR or occupancy as hard as I do revenue when I'm analyzing a property and we'll go deeper into that. I don't want to, I, and I think Kenny, you're on the same page with me. You're not in your head, right? Oh, yes. I, I, I get a crack out of it. So people ask me all the time about my Watkins Glen property and ask me how I'm doing. And I've, and I'm shocked when people say, well, what's the ADR? Like they don't even ask about the revenue they right. ask about the ADR made. And I'm like the ADR made over the summer or the ADR that I have during the fall or the, cause it varies. I mean, that property. So, I mean, I know everyone's heard about it already, so I'm going to give you the, the summary, but the cliff notes. So Sun and bedrooms, lake view, less than 400,000 bucks. That's all there. There you go. There you nailed it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stealing your thunder, but it's, 
It's the best fucking insane deal in the last 12 months. Sure. I mean, yeah, it, it's been awesome. But uh, I, I mean, the ADR during the month of June and July in August was 11.75. So my average daily rate was 11.75. And if you look at the weekends, the weekends were like between 1,500 to 1,800. And the weekdays were like between 700 to 800. So, I mean, we we're talking like, okay, wow, that's amazing. But that's not year round. Inconceivable. Right. So for me, I'm like, well, I made, you know, $60,000. That, that's what I, I mean, one, I would expect someone to ask, well, how much did you make this summer or that earth this year so far off that property or whatever? And the simple answer is I've made X amount of dollars, not my ADR was X, because that doesn't really tell me anything, to be honest. Hey, Kevin, I'm on a flight and I can't pull up STR Insight. So I send him a text message. You know, if you fly Southwest like ID, you can get free text messaging. Hey, can you pull up this property in uh, Whitefish, Montana? I want to know the occupancy and the ADR. That conversation's never fucking happened. Hey, hey, can you pull it up? It's a four bedroom, three bath. Uh, here's the address. Uh, and all I want to know is what's the revenue. That's it. I'll do the rest when I get there. When I land and I can grab more data, but if I'm interested, I just want to know what the revenue is going to be. Because if I know what that revenue is going to be, and so many people, even when they're running performance, really get this focal point. I got to know occupancy or I can't figure out what revenue is going to be. I got to know ADR with occupancy or I can't figure that out. Well, you don't go into any data tool and try to figure out ADR and occupancy first. You go in and you're looking for the revenue of the other properties, right? So if I'm going to buy a business, not an STR business, really any business, I would, if I'm going to buy Tenny's portfolio, or if I'm going to buy Tenny's business STR insights, I'm going to evaluate it the exact same way. I'm going to start with top line revenue, and then I'm going to whittle it down to EBITDA, right? And I'm, then I'm going to look at the assets. You know, what, what am I going to pay for the assets? So I'm probably going to buy the business on one side and the assets on the other side in most cases. And I'm going to look at gross revenue and EBITDA is the two most important things. And the valuation is either going to be on gross revenue, highly unlikely these days. It's most likely going to be on EBITDA. That's earnings before interest, taxes, and depreciation. And that becomes really important for us. That's a whole nother podcast on the, for SDRnomics is, you know, how do we sell a property or a portfolio of properties? And most times it's going to be on EBITDA, you know, unless we're selling a single family home, you know, but even at that, you're selling a single family home based on a gross number. You know, we don't get to go in and say, hey, Tenny, you know, your Watkins Glen property, if I buy it from you, it's going to take $50,000 to get it up to speed where I want it. So I need to get a $50,000 reduction. You know, it usually happens out of something that's major that's been neglected in the inspection report or a construction, you know, uh, walkthrough. So almost everything starts. So I, I, I'm, I'm on, Tenny's just put me on a mission. I'm just going to start embarking on today. And that's to stop talking about occupancy and ADR is the lead into the conversation. Start talking about how the revenue is going to be impacted. So, Kenny, if you, if you add a hot tub or a kitchen or something to any of those properties, are you thinking about gross revenue or are you thinking about ADR occupancy at Watkins Glen? No, it's always, <laughs> it's always revenue. Drum me the mic. Yeah. I mean, it's you, cal- so you start with revenue and then you work your way back. You then, you know, when you're looking at your pro forma and your ADR, because your ADR is going to help you determine where you should set your rates. But even then, I mean, it's going to vary with the season. And so, you know, most people, they're like, well, I want to see the seasonality in this market. And I agree that that is important, but a lot of markets are 
pretty self-explanatory when it comes to that, you know, like a beach market, you know, we know when the high season is and the low season is. So like professional investors, I, the problem is a lot of people who are getting into short-term rentals are not professional investors. I really don't. They're, they're, I, I don't know where the heck they're hearing ADR occupancy as like the go-to. People are like programmed like that. Not, not everyone, but short-term rental investors, I've noticed oh, the majority of them, especially newbies, are programmed to think initially occupancy and ADR is the key. I need to know what that is in order to make a good decision. And it's like professional investors are initially looking at those numbers. Yes, they do look at those numbers and they'll put those in later. And, you know, that'll also drive some decision making. But it's secondary. Exactly. It, it, exactly. It, it's secondary. Professional investors, whether that's, you know, in even in, if you think about long term rentals, it's the same thing. They're not looking at, oh, what's the occupancy rate going to be? What's the, you know, what, what's the monthly or it's what they revenue on the NOI? Exactly. Yep. And the NOI. And we need to be thinking like that too. So not necessarily, oh, treat it like a long-term rental or treat it. No, it is a short-term rental and there's a lot of other things, but initially the start, we need to be looking at the revenue because that's going to help us quickly evaluate deals. It's all about finding the opportunity because a lot of times the good deals out there, you're not going to have a, a week or two weeks or three weeks to sit on it. You need to make a decision. You need to act. Back. Uh, those, those properties that are amazing deals, they go fast. So understanding like if you, yeah, I just, anyway, so I, I could go on and on and on, started to rant. So I'm going to leave it at that. But <laughs> understanding that starting with revenue first is, is really the key. Are you looking to purchase an STR in the Western North Carolina mountains, the high country, maybe even on, on the beach of North Carolina and the OBX or all the way down into Hilton Head, South Carolina? My man, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty has you covered. And one of the things that I love about Tyler is he specializes in short-term rentals. He takes a no BS approach, is honest, and is filled with integrity. How do I know this? Because I've used Tyler on three transactions totaling almost $3.5 million, and he has absolutely crushed it for me. Look, if you're not sure where you should invest, he's based out of Asheville, North Carolina. He helped me invest in Banner Elk. North Carolina and Beach Mountain, North Carolina. He's not only just a real estate agent that specializes in short-term rentals, Tyler is also an owner of short-term rentals and owns a management company. So one of the biggest hurdles for us mentally is to get over, how do I find cleaners? How do I find handymen? How do I find a plumber? Well, you know what, Tyler's dialed in and he helps his clients navigate those issues. So if you're looking to invest pretty much anywhere in the Carolinas, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty is your man. And right now he's actually doing a free discovery call. You can click down on the link in the notes and set up your free discovery call with Tyler today. You know, in the last podcast, Kenny, we talked a lot about, you know, quality of property, location, amenities, in depth. So if you, if you didn't catch that, go back and catch the other one. But, you know, the, the amenities affects tremendously the revenue, right? As we talked we talked about previously, and I mean, we, we kind of talked about this all the time. So that needs to be part of your analysis. I, I look at revenue, then I look at, so first I look at location, right? Then I look at, then I look at quality of the home. Then I look at amenities, but it all really starts with those things. Then I go into the revenue. 
It's like if I'm looking on Zillow, Realtor.com, LoopNet for commercial property, whatever it is, you know, and for me, it's honestly, a lot of it starts with Kenny's tool, STR Insights. Then I'm going to go in and I'm going to start dissecting and, and bring everything down. Sure. I want to know ADR. I want to know occupancy. I want to know rev par. I even use the pacing feature in an AirDNA, you know, quite a bit, especially in a new market. So I can see what the six months trailing and six months going forward of what's available and not available at what price points. Uh, but never once has it been about ADR and occupancy at that top level. And I don't want to make this whole podcast about ADR and occupancy, right? So there's no question that you and I have determined that revenue for the two of us, we're in alignment, is really the most important component as we're moving into those financials. And the next thing that I think is interesting that I want to bring up that I've actually never discussed, and I never even thought about this, at least consciously, maybe I'm lucky and I have something subconsciously, I doubt it, is the the webinar or whatever you and Ryan Bakey just did, you know, a week or two ago about like literally selecting markets based on cost segregation, value and tax benefits, you know, property tax costs. You know, I've never even thought about at the top level of looking at property tax costs before I would invest into a market. Although I know for a fact, I, subconsciously, I would probably never go and invest in Long Island just because I know how heavy the property taxes are there. They're like quadruple what I pay here in Nashville. And that's going to hit directly to my bottom line revenue. So I think if, and, and I don't want to still hear thunder, but if you look at the hard line costs that go in when you're adding these things to your performance, so I, if I, if I look to invest in the Long Island, I didn't know that their property taxes were ridiculous, sometimes like five, 6%, depending on the county. I go in and I do all I do diligence. I'd be running my performance. And then all of a sudden I get to that data point and boom, it would like kill my deal. You know, when I got to pay $36,000 on an, on property tax on a $900,000 purchase, man, I can take my cash on cash, you know, down by 15%. So these are things that become super important. I'd love to, to Kenny, if you could give us some cliff notes about a few more data points that you and Ryan pulled out of your deal as well. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, sure. So I guess to preface it, so we're, there are strategies to, and, and I'm, I'm trying to make a list. I've got a list of about three or four searching strategies. When you're trying to find a market and evaluate a market, you need to find internally, you need to determine why you're trying to invest in a particular property. Sure, you want to make money. I mean, but that's not a real investment strategy. What is your true investment strategy? So Ryan Bakey and I talked about tax advantages. So for a lot of investors in short-term rentals, they're wanting to write off their W-2 income. They're wanting to use ways, uh, use short-term rentals to, to do that. However, their strategy is, okay, I just need to go buy a property, find a property that's a decent deal, but just get it before the end of the year. And then I can do that. Our approach is let's focus on markets that have better tax advantages than other markets for that you can take advantage of to really maximize those tax benefits if that's your investment strategy is to take advantage of the, uh, the tax benefits for a particular property. I'll give you an example. So we talked about how it's all about the land value versus the building value. When the land value is higher, that means your tax reassessment is going to be a lot higher compared to when the building value is higher versus the land. So it's the percentage. Also, you get better benefits when the building value is higher too. So um, we took an example of, say, a Gatlinburg 
uh, property. Now it does depend. There, there are a lot of other factors as well. I, I want to put that in there, but um, you know, the size of the property, you know, the, the type of building, all these other things. But uh, an example we used is a, as a property in the Smoky Mountains, you purchased for 750000 versus a property in Destin you bought for a million. They literally have very similar tax benefits. And so you can get a better tax, you know, there's, there's better tax advantages from investing in the Smoky Mountains because that land to building value is a lot different than say a Destin. And also in Destin, you get hit on the tax reassessment side as well. So you pay higher property taxes. Now, you know, that's nothing compared to like the, the Texas, you know, obviously New York and some of these other, other, other markets, but you got to go in thinking that way. You have to start thinking that way before you go and just buy a property because then it's too late. So you can really maximize your returns, your returns by starting that strategy, thinking that way and finding the right markets to go into. So yesterday I just interviewed on my SGI Unfiltered podcast, Kenny Yona Weiss uh, from uh, Madison Specs. He just completed a cost seg for me on a $978,000 property in Gulf Shores that I built. I knew construction dragonfly in, in 12 days uh, because I, I have a partnership LLC with my wife, not a single member. So I had to file last week. $251,000 was 31%. Right. 31%, $251,000 or $54,000. $300,000 in land cost, $600,000 in dwelling cost, 97000 or 98000 or whatever of furnishings and, and everything else. 31% is huge. The interesting part about it is I, I just submitted to him to start my Banner Elk property. I paid $1.6 for Banner Elk. Um, and he's all roughly, do you know what the land cost is? I say, yeah, it's like 127. He's, and he's like, and he, he, he doesn't speak in my terms, but he, he I, he's thinking, holy shit. And he said, you're going to probably get like 40 to 45% out of that property. If you made, you know, X, and I told him some, what I spent on the upgrades and so like, stuff, right. Yeah. We're talking like 400 G's that I'm going to pull out of that. I mean. So that, and what's really important about that, if you're making good money as a doctor, you have another business on your K1 or passive income, whatever, a lot of this ties into that strategy, right? I never, I never thought about it that way until I, I didn't even get the chance to attend Kenny and Ryan's workshop, but uh, just thinking, just hearing what they're talking about triggers me to implement that into my strategy as I move forward. Cause the cost say is a huge part of my investment strategy. But I thought it was always property by property, and it really is. But when I invest at the beach, which I've now purchased 16 beach, 17 beach, 17 beach properties in my career, you won't find a more expensive land. I mean, unless we're investing in Manhattan or, you know, in, in San Francisco or something like that, or Laguna Beach, you know, there's just an ice, some isolated places to where that land cost is going to be so exacerbated that the cost-sake benefit's going to come down. And it's kind of interesting because I had Ryan Bakey at a boot camp last year. He had basically his performa and he showed, here's the property, 21% cash on cash. Here's the cost-sake benefit of this half a million dollar property. Cash on cash goes to like 80% in year number one. So if you're really a cash on cash person, you need to be seriously contemplating that strategy. That's what I'm excited about for, yeah. and I'm just going to give a little plug here for November 19th and 20th, the super team that's coming to Nashville for, yeah. uh, yeah, for, for <laughs> you put Ryan Bakey and Jeff Hampton together. And that's just like a Molotov fucking cocktail for people to make boatloads of money and to protect it. Right. 
Yep. And then you back that up with Kenny. Could you imagine spending four hours with Kenny Bedwell, identifying the top markets, giving you properties, like literally four hours. Yeah. That's what you're doing, right? That's what Kenny's going to be doing here in Nashville at the boot camp. So you guys might want to, I've never done a plug on a podcast, but you guys might want to be here for that. Let alone, don't forget about the bank whisper. It's <laughs> for John Hodge uh, and myself going to share all of our secrets of how we're building a hundred billion dollar uh, syndication and how we're still getting 6% interest rates on our home terms. And there you go. <laughs> that, that's a big deal. Um, I'm not even going to talk about the marketing stuff that I'm going to be doing, but I would definitely check that out. Yeah. What are some of the other things that, that you're looking at from a data well, standpoint? I, I just want to like go back to taking this back to the beginning. And so like we talked about this one strategy, the tax strategy, looking at it like almost like Brian, I talked about like putting on your tax goggles or tax glasses when you're trying to find the right market. Those are different than beer goggles, right? Yeah, they're from beer goggles. Yeah, there you go. I don't think beer, so. Yeah, there you go. So the, uh, the, is that what you're drinking now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but diet Budweiser right here. Yeah, there you I'm go. I'm going to put a product endorsement someday. Diet Coke. That's really yeah, good for it. Yeah. I'm a Coke Zero guy. But. So, but the, the fact is with that strategy, you know, taking this back to the beginning of what we were originally talking about, we're not looking for occupancy or ADR, you know, that it's a completely different way to view it. And so that, that I'm just trying to, to, to emphasize the point of, you know, stop thinking solely about occupancy and ADR, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's many different ways to look at it and just showing one strategy, it doesn't even involve occupancy and ADR. It, it will use it, you know, obviously when you're trying to evaluate down the road for of a particular property, but to attack the right market to even begin with has nothing to do with occupancy and ADR. So those are just data points. They're just numbers, right? I'm going to tell you as an yeah. entrepreneur for the last 31 years, you need to look at how you're going to make more money. How do you take that land? How do you take that dwelling? How do you take that property? How do you increase that revenue? That's literally the utopia is how do you increase revenue without adding expense? So literally, if you can have your expense line here and your revenue here and just revenue goes up, but expense stays static. That's really what we're looking for because that increases your profit margin. That's what the focal point needs to be on when we're evaluating an investment. Yeah. Awesome. Great episode, Kenny. Yeah. Uh, we to the point. I think I want to leave it there. I mean, the other strategies, which I will probably talk about on other podcasts are, are equally important, but we'll take time. And I need a 30 second teaser. 30 second teaser. Oh boy. So I, I do want to talk about the regulation component, how to use regulation and other types of uh, strategies going into heavy, heavy regulated markets and take advantage of that to avoid oversaturation. I task all into its own. That'll take us 30 minutes to go through and, and dissect. That oh yeah. Quiet. Oh yeah. Especially the, the LLC. Coming up next. So don't leave this back channel. We'll be back in one click for you two and two for us. See you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.